and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. You'll gather who I'm joined by. Fizzy Pop. No. It's not, well, what was that? That was me scraping my microphone across the table on the stand thing. But so, sorry if you're listening while you commute. I hope I'm talking loud enough. Okay, you finished? Just, just feedback from other podcasts saying that, uh, from people who listen to podcasts saying that we're too quiet on the commute. They can't hear us on the tube. Well, we're not. Generally, our feedback about people listening to us on the tube on the commute is that we make them burst out laughing. Randomly. Yes, and they get funny looks. Yeah. Um, Speaking of tube, how was your trip to London last week? It was marvellous. I went on a choo-choo train all the way to London. There was lots of people there, not many tractors. It was a bit (laughs) urban. I went on the tube, did not see a single werewolf which is always my fear of the tube, due to watching American Wife in London when I was young and impressionable. Um, I had a burger in a hipster beardy burger pub, which didn't cost me a kidney, which was brilliant. (laughs) Did it get served on a piece of slate? No, it was it. It was one of those ones where they were just like random plates. Oh, okay. So it was. I had like a a blue and white plate. The stuff that they got at the um, jumble sale. That's the sort of thing. And I had a glass of cider with it. But it was a very nice chilli-flavoured burger and a glass of cider, and it came to £12, which for London I did not think was that bad. And you must have been on expenses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Otherwise it would have been a pot noodle and a time, some happier time on my own. <laughs> so- I'm not going to get bleeped today. I'm convinced that I will be good and unbleepable or unbleep-worthy. Yeah, but I might just put random bleeps in. That's cheating. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I promise I will not put random bleeps in. Okay. What are we going to talk about today, Michael? Well, well I'm going to bleep that for starters. <laughs> You're not me, aunt. Sorry. We are going to talk about um, a survey that got sent to us earlier today. From Now, someone told me how to pronounce this. Modifius. 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 Yes. They've got an umlaut over their U. Yes. Um, people who are making Fallout um, game, they have sent out a five-minute Fallout Wasteland Warfare survey. They are. It takes five minutes just to say the title of the survey. Quite long. Um, but it's got she some... Said. It's, <laughs> Well, she didn't, did she? Did you just snort at your own yeah. joke? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Manly man. Manly man? Just ask me what my gender is. So, we thought that we would go through the survey and we would talk about the questions that we're asking and what, you know, what we'd answered and stuff. Yes. It it will be more interesting than it sounds. No. Nice. What, what was today's full day? We said they filled in a survey. It was awesome. Yay. So, I should just be grateful for the free entertainment and me coming in their ears. Yes, they should be. And not coming anywhere else. Nope. Just brushes out of the hair is fine. Fair enough. Right. What country do I live in? Right. UK. Well, no, no, you've missed questions. Well, the first question is from email. I'm not going to say that out loud. I don't want all any more... Um, Viagra 
adverts and Nigerian princes contacting right. me. So his email is Matt Adivar. <laughs> All right. Don't be like that. Country do you live in? UK. Yes. Oh, no, I'm changing that. What are you going to put? England. No. Why not? England's not a country. Well, it certainly is. It certainly isn't. Okay, UK. <laughs> it certainly wouldn't pass. It would certainly wouldn't pass Richard Osman's pointless test of a sovereign nation state recognised by the UN. Blah 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 blah. Um, your gender. Manly man. <laughs> we'll leave our listeners to debate that one. Ooh. Um, and your approximate age. Now this was depressing. This oh, you. you're, you're, you're all right. I, you, you I just, sneak into you the 3544 in. category for yes. at least another six months. Yes. So there is. So the the under 18, 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44. That's me. And then older than that. No, yeah, you're, the, you're no, to be, fair, to be fair, look, there are two age brackets above, three age brackets above the one that I have to pick. Yeah, Conrad's got a special one at the end, 75 <laughs> and above. Yes, there is a, there is a, there is a, 45 to 54, and I had to check that. But I am towards the 45 end still, so... You keep grasping at that. I will. You'll be 44 soon. I'm 44 now, I'm 45, so... Oh, yes, 45 soon, sorry. So, anyway, so... See, I told you this would be thrilling. Right, so, now now it starts to get interesting. Have you played any of the Fallout video games? Yes. Which ones have you played? Played one. Yeah. A bit of three. Yeah. A bit of four. Okay. So I I find them quite boring. <laughs> if I'm entirely honest. Well, they're very different games. I mean, one is much more an RTS type game, and three and four are. I mean, Small they're, they're, they're they're effectively first person shooters with an, an RPG overlay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've played one, two. I've not played Brotherhood of Steel, um, but then I've played New Vegas, Fallout Three, and Fallout Four. So I've played a lot of them. Yeah, they look pretty, but I just find them a bit tiresome. If I'm honest, I yeah. want stuff to happen. I don't want to be wandering around being attacked by them stupid mosquitoes or hairless rat things. Um, and one of them killed my dog, which really upset me. That wasn't must have been in Fallout Three. I don't know. They're all a blur to me. In Fallout Four, he can't die, unless you're playing on survival. Um. So then it set, then it asks us what type of games we play. Yeah. Uh, video games. Check. Board games. Do we play board games? Well, I do. What would you, what would you count? Something like Zombie Side as? Is it a board game? Zombie Side is a board game. All right, I'll take I'll take board games then. Um, and so you know things like um... anything that's got a board and toys, then. Yeah. Okay. War games, obs. Obs. Interesting that they explain what a war game is. With miniatures and terrain. Yeah. Not getting dressed up with a foam sword and a furry loincloth. No. That is not on here. Or a stick. Going bang bang. No. <coughs> Pardon me. Card games. 
I'm assuming that's Magic the Gathering and all that kind of shenanigans. Yeah, so I don't play any of that. No, I've got a life. And role-playing games. See, I have done in the past. Yeah, but I would not say I'm a current role-player. No, neither I. But I would do if I could find someone to run one for me. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not going to take that because I don't consider myself a current role-playing game person. Yeah, I didn't didn't take that either. So then, see, we're, we're getting through. Will Fallout Wasteland Warfare be your first get war game with miniatures and scenery, no board, that you play? <laughs> no. So so we can discard the yes answer. Yeah. So you have a choice of two. Yes. You can have, no, I've played one or more war games, or no, I'm a veteran having played lots of war games. There is not a, no, I'm going to get very excited about this, play it once, and then immediately move on to something else that's equally as exciting. Yes. Or a, no, I've played all the war games. Yeah. So I'll go for, I'm a veteran, having played lots of war games. Okay. Now, I think one of the things about this survey is, I can't tell whether they have, because given that the game's coming out in November... Yeah. I can't tell if they've actually decided what type of game they want to make yet. Well, having seen the the miniatures at Salute and the kind of the stuff that's been floated around the interwebs, you kind of get the feel that it's kind of, and we'll go through the categories that they've got, but I'm figuring kind of Frostgrave type size. Well, that's what I had assumed, but... I mean, so the next the next question is: Can you tell us what types of miniature war games you play? And obviously, and then they have a disclaimer: that These are broad categories. Well done. Um, so I'm not a miniature war gamer. Didn't take that one. No. Uh, mass battle war games. Yes. Uh, so Warhammer, the new 40k, Kings of War, War of the Ring, etc. I didn't understand what this Warhammer was. I assume that's old-fashioned Warhammer. As in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, because in the next one, which is unit-based skirmish or warband skirmish war game, involve approximately 20 to 60 figures like Bolt Action, War Machine, Achtung Cthulhu Skirmish. Which is one of their games, which is why it's in the list. (laughs) Yeah, Old, (laughs) old 40k. So it's interesting they've differentiated the two and well, put new 40k as a mass battle war well, game. That's that's you see that surprised me for starters. Because I would have thought that would be the other way around. That's what I would have thought. <laughs> and age of age of Smegmar. Age of Smegmar. And so um, yes, we play them. You see, the, Dragon Rampant is well, kind of Dragon Rampant there, and Saga. Yeah, Saga is definitely in there. But yes, we play those. Um, detailed skirmish war games, typically six to eighteen, and then we've listed Frostgrave, Walking Dead, Infinity, Necromunda, and Batman miniatures. See no mention of Malifaux, no mention of Shadow War Armageddon, although they have got new forty k. Yeah, um, and they've mentioned Walking Dead. I don't think I've ever seen anyone play Walking Dead. Um, I've seen someone play it once somewhere. Where were we? That was when we went to Partisan. Last year. Oh, yeah, it was a when, demo. Not long after it launched, they had a demo. Oh, what you mean is it actually play play? Yeah. I think Jimmy's played it, hasn't he? Oh, has he? Yeah, I think so. 
back before he like got a girlfriend and dropped all his mates and gaming to go to like restaurants and gigs and sort of weird things that are non nerd based. I saw Barney at the weekend. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> we were we were chatting about gyms. Yeah. Love you, Jimmy. Not that he'll be listening because yeah. he probably dumped us all. Yeah. He's probably got a hipster she, beard. She looks very she looks very nice. He's probably got a hipster beard now. She's got a hipster beard? No, he's got a hipster beard. Oh, right. Um, I don't think Jimmy could grow a beard. He's not got a face designed for beardage. Uh, so anyway, detailed skirmish, I take that one. Yeah. Given that that's the majority of the things that we play. Yeah, all of your Osprey kind of skirmishy stuff fits in there. Yeah. Um, collectible pre-painted miniature games. Mm-hmm. So Heroclix, Star Wars Armada, X-Wing. So I don't play any of those. No, we have, in but we p- do not currently. Yeah, in the past, certainly. I mean, mainly... Well, no. We've we played can... a little bit of Star Wars Armada. Yeah, and a little bit of X-Wing, but... Yeah. I mean, tiny amounts. I mean, it was just not, not something that... Yeah, we just put the tip in. Appealed. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I'm not taking that one. No, I didn't take that one. Sports space miniature game, like Blood Bowl, Gilball, and Dead Zone. Again, I didn't tick this because I haven't played them for ages. No. Also, right, so here's the thing. Blood Bowl and Dead Zone I get, but Gilball yeah. surely is a detailed skirmish war game. Yeah, but it's sports-based, isn't it? But why have the distinction? Because it's sports-based. <laughs> it's based on a sport. Yeah. So it's sports-based. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, the other two I get because they're played on boards. I mean, they're much closer to board games than um, yeah miniature war games. Whereas Guild yeah, Wars, I suppose they are around. Guild Wars is a miniature war game that happens yep. to have fluff that dictates it as a sports game because it's got a ball. Yeah, and it's a sport, so it's based on sport. Sports based game. I don't play it. I've got no interest in playing it. And everybody that plays it is a massive loser. But it's a sport-based game. Um, Historical war games. Yeah, I've got to take that one because I played some World War II just the other day. Did you? Yes. Not Gay Neil came round. We played some 10 mil World War II using rapid-fire rules, which we've not played for a billion years. Who are you? Who Who am I? Germans. Was the Germans and who was not going ill? He was. Uh, well, what was he using? He was using Russians. Who won? It's not important about who wins. It's the taking part that is the important bit. It's a social activity. So you lose to not going ill as well all the time. Then I honestly don't remember who won or lost, <laughs> except it was me. <laughs> all right, so I I didn't tick that one. Yeah. Because I don't. No. All right. Um, and so then so then it starts to get into games questions. Right. Do you plan to just collect the game or just the miniatures? I don't know yet. I'll be collecting the whole range and playing. I'll be collecting one or more factions and playing. I'll be playing one or more factions just... Oh, sorry, I'll be collecting one or more factions just to have the figures... 
I'll be buying just one or more figures just to have them. Oh, I don't know. Right. So I wanted to click two here, which is the yeah. real, which are the realistic options, which is I'll be collecting the whole range and playing, or I'll be collecting one or more factions just to have the figures. Because if the yeah. rule, because my intention is is I'll play. But if the rules are gash, if then the rules, we use the if figures the rules for something serve, else. Then I'll use the figures for something else, but it won't stop me buying the figures. No, because they look lovely. Yes. I'm going to go for. I'll be buying one or more just fig. Uh, one or more figures just to. Ha- no, that's not, that's a lie. You've I'll got- go for. I'm collecting one or more factions just to have. Uh, no. <laughs> what did you go for? One or more factions and playing. No, I ended up with. I'll be collecting the whole range. <laughs> Oh, you're such a douche. <laughs> I'm going to go for one or more factions just to have the figures. Okay. Because I am sceptical of us sticking with one set of rules. Well, that's fair. That, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. You see, on my, I think, looking at this game, I think there is a chance that a tournament scene could develop for this game. Mm-hmm. In which case... I can see us travelling to play. That's a good point. I'm going to collect one or more factions and play. <laughs> see, that, that's that was what that's where it boiled down to. I can see the amount of effort that they're putting in to get feedback, and I know they're creating a sort of a henchman type program. Okay, cool. So I could see the big yeah. actual events for this. Ooh, um, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, we, so and then we get on to things about structure of the game and things which I found quite interesting. So we're planning single-player faction starting sets with approximately nine figures plus everything you need to play, including dice, rules, content, and cards. Would you want to be able to buy the same figures on their own? They would come with their unit cards. Yes. Yes. Obviously. What a strange question. All the toys. Yes, you have to be able to buy the figures separately from the starter boxes. Yeah. I think it's one of the areas... I mean, Malifaux, you can buy the grunts separately from the starter boxes because of the way they've designed the sprues. Yeah. But there are certain models that... of faction... You know, faction-wide models that you have to buy that master box for. Yeah, the inbox henches especially. Yes. Um, and you know they're tra- they're starting to get around it by by generating alternative sculpts yeah. for those models. But I think so. Yes, I want to be able to explain them all. Um, and then there's a there's a purchase question. So I said um, I want to expand. Um, and then yeah, they're saying, see. right, assuming nine high quality thirty two millimeter scale miniatures with nine individual scenic bases. I don't care about an individual scenic base. No. Poke them at the bottom. Um, plus the dice, cards, counters, and rules you need to play. How much do you think a single-player starter box should be? Right, so it's a single-player, so you've got to have two of them to actually play a game. Yep. Or, bearing in mind, if we're talking about potentially a tournament scene... Yep. And you've got people around you that want to play it. Yep. So, und- so... Um, I'll do the dollar prices because it's, dollar, dollar. it's just the first option. Under 40. Yeah. 40 That's 32 pounds. Yeah. 40 to 50. That's 32 to 40 pounds. 50 to 60. 40 to 48 pounds. 
60 to 70. 48 to 56 pounds. 70 to 80. I'm not going on any further because now they're getting far too expensive. Yeah. 80 to 90, 90 to 100, 100. So basically up to 120. Yeah, I don't think so. You're not Forge World. So I, I, what have you, what would you plump for? Um, well, working on something, if the miniatures are as good as they look, yeah, and there is always that issue around, you know, test sculpts, renders and stuff look awesome, but then yep. they don't. So working on the assumption they are as good as, for example, the current weird plastics or kind of heresy, pitching at that level, I, I'm content to pay around, on average, around the £5 per figure mark. Okay, so that's forty-five pounds. So that's forty-five quid for the figures plus the other stuff in. I I think realistically, the forty to forty-eight quid mark is probably where they should drop in. That's exactly what I picked for exactly the same reasons. But there's an important piece of information missing off this. Yeah. You, and we'll come to the questions. The questions come later. You don't mm-hmm. know what the figures are made of. Yes. I'm going to work on the assumption it's um, hard plastic injection molded type shenanigans like we see most other places now. So weird type plastic. If it's that horrible stuff that what them other people, that horrible resiny thing. What's the word I'm looking for? Restic. Yeah. That kind of horrible rubbishy resin. Spin cast resin. Yeah, they can poke that. So I've also said forty to forty-eight quid for a starter, that because that brings you in for effectively for two players, it's less than a hundred quid, which is I yeah. think is the sweet is the sweet spot to get going. It also puts them in line with kind of most other boxes, crew type boxes, yeah. the Malifaux, Infinity, all of those kind of kind of way where you're pitching at the same figure point for the game. I think that would you need to be competitive, otherwise you just price yourself out of the market. Yeah. So then there's a section on Fallout Factions, and I don't think we actually need to go through this. They're basically asking uh, what characters from the video games you want made into models. Jeff, Tom, and Buddy. I don't know if they're in the game. That's just the people I want. Okay. Um, and you had to pick your favourite faction. I don't know who they are. Raiders are baddies, I know that. Yeah, so Brotherhood, Brotherhood of... Is- they're the power armor dudes, aren't they? They're the power armor dudes. Super mutants are big mutated humans type things with green yeah. skin. So um, raiders are obviously Mad Max baddies. Yeah. Um, the institutes are effectively terminators. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the Minutemen are hopeless militia types. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that were hanging out of the church in Fallout Four, yeah. where you, yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good guys. Survivors yeah. are obviously Vault survivors. Yeah, which I don't see how you're going to make a faction of that. No. Um, and the Enclave are other power armor dudes from Fallout Three. Okay. The baddies in Fallout Three. Um, I'm going for raiders. You know what? So did I. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm going for Brotherhood of Steel. Okay. Um, and then there's some silly questions. Um, and 
they basically that list is the list of factions that they're continuing they're doing and i did tick the all of them box for which ones okay. i would collect because it's all miniatures and you yeah. know in the other in all the other post-apocalyptic skirmish games that we've got you'll be able to just mix and match figures across yeah, very true. If we didn't include a faction, tell us the three you'd like to see. Well, that's surely all of them, but I'd put in the village people. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Right. So, then it, next next section. And you have to know, for, it's quite interesting because you have to know Fallout. Yeah. For this. Um, tell, us some, tell us some Fallout buildings you'd like to see us release. So, they go on about this. Then there's an interesting thing. Um, so 3C is we're going to make some high-quality, clipped-together, pre-painted card, card buildings. But would you prefer buildings in other materials? So Yes, I'd like them in straw and wood as well. So um, They're obviously going to be similar to the ones in the Suicide Squad. Yeah starter set i think card buildings as starters are brilliant yeah particularly in a kind of two faction box starter set yes it's a great way to get people playing the game they don't hold up to constant gaming no so then they then they are other materials pre-painted carpet see they're not pre-painted are they pre-painted card buildings they're not pre-painted they're printed in color um, I'd prefer resin building parts. I'd prefer plastic building parts. I'd prefer laser cut MDF buildings. I'd prefer vac- vacuum formed Fallout locations as set pieces. I'll- I won't buy buildings, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, the honest answer, which I didn't select, is I won't buy buildings, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I put I prefer <laughs> plastic building sprues. Yeah, I well, I I did put. I prefer laser cut MDF buildings. What I didn't put is I will make my own. <laughs> yeah. And it might not be the red rocket petrol stop. It might be the blue saucer petrol stop. Nice. <laughs> um, and then there's questions about, and there's a list of a million various different types of scatter. Yeah, I know it. it I got, I'm sorry. I got, Where's that click I got, all of it? I got bored as I went down. I, yeah, I, that's it. I just want, you know, make cool bits that make make me enabled to look like the video game. But a lot of the stuff you can already buy equivalents of. Yeah. Um, I, what I would like them to see them do yeah. is make small, you know, the small scatter stuff. Things like a vertebrate, which, you know... Yeah. Don't actually need one. There's, there's the people who are going to buy this game will make their own sort of thing, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but they have in the middle of the list there. They've got things like sprues, a small sprue of scatter, so tools, nuka cola bottles, toolkits, mini scatter to add to scenery like nuka bottles, toolkits. That's kind of useful stuff. Street scatter, like street signs, lampposts, post boxes. There are some out there, but they're not great. Oh, the range isn't brilliant. We see a lot more things like computer consoles, vending machines and stuff that's already out there. I mean, Angsty and the like do yes. plenty of that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, and some of the bits, like the wreckage of Skyline's Flight 1- 1981. So that's an area in Fallout 4. 
That would be an yeah. entire. That's an entire tabletop. Yeah. With you know as a thing, so. Okay, but they do give you an option in three E. If there's a piece of terrain, not a building or scenic piece we've not mentioned there, give us up to three ideas in here. So I put a sex swing. You're not really taking this very seriously, are you? Nope. <sighs> dear, dear. Right. So then, next section, Fallout Encounters. Yep. Um, so it's asking about which robots you want. Um, so the I types... don't know these things. Well, However... T- you see, I ticked all of them, because yeah. they're all they're all classic Fallout types, and, yeah. you know, having robots is useful. It is. And I'm, I am very familiar with Mr. Handy, but I'm not supposing that's a robot in my house. No. Um, then it's about wasteland creatures. All of them. Yeah, that's what I said. Because obviously there's going to be... So there's, obviously they're telling us that there's going to be sort of random encounters a la Frostgrave. Yeah. Now, if, the, if you're going to tell me that a Deathclaw has just wandered onto the battlefield... You need to give me a Deathclaw miniature. Is that one of them big Yes. yes. That's what you have to kill at the church, isn't yes. it? Yes. With your minigun. Yes. That go... Miniguns don't go like that. No, the, the Deathclaw does. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, things like that are great because even if you've got to play their game, they're great gribblies for other post-apocalyptic gaming yeah. Um, you do have some alternatives out there already. Things there are things in the, um, you know, them people Reaper. They've got all sorts of weird little griblies, and there are other sort of dungeon crawl griblies you could use. But you can never have enough weird things. Yeah, I mean, there's and um, I think we've talked about it in the past. There is um, there is Brother Vinny. Yes. Um, Who does some not in inverted air commas that I'm doing now with my fingers. It's either that or a really bad puppet rabbit show. Um, But yeah, some not Fallout minis. He does some the Brotherhood of Steel type things, carrying miniguns and all of that kind of stuff around. And the the Enclave as well. Oh, does he? Oh, I'll have to have a look, see what they look like. Yeah, they're the ant soldiers. If you look at them, the ant soldiers in power armor. Okay. Looking now, caller. Carry on. Um, oh, he's got some extra ones that I haven't seen before. But he's got the robots and yes, stuff already. Um, or his post-apocalyptic. Oh, he's added. He's added extra stuff. Yes, I I I feel he may well be if he's not careful a C and D heading his way. But it won't make any difference. He's in the Ukraine. It's irrelevant. Ah, uh, right. It's not an elephant. He ain't got no elephants on his list, has he? I don't think he's got an elephant now. Um, so anyway, but see, then we get on to miniature construction, which I think dictates completely the price point. Yes, and probably should have been up somewhere earlier. Right. So, question 5A. What miniature do you prefer your miniatures to be made in? What material? What miniature? What material do you prefer your miniatures to be made in? Please select any answers that apply. So, here are, here are our choices. Hard hips plastic on sprues. Tick. Correct. Soft PVC plastic. Just strike that from the list. Nobody wants that in their life. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back on that because that's what Reaper Bones is. Mm-hmm. For re- things like Reaper Bones, 
where you're making where it's basically they're making big monsters yeah in it it's awesome for the small figures the for effectively the 28 mil miniatures that they've just taken they're awful yeah too soft no detail yeah and quite floppy but for the big guys brilliant um, okay resin no it's see, too I, bristly I see I don't mind resin because it, it depends on what you'll make it which ones you're you know mm. how yeah. you, your formula is if you look at the resin that um, scale 75 use for that science fiction yeah. game um, those figures are really really good yeah I suppose Andy's stuff that he's using now at heresy was quite that's quite a robust and decent resin yeah okay but I'll take resin but you do get Again, you do, you know, Forge World. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal. See, I don't want metal models. No. They're hard to convert. They weigh a lot. You have to, if you want to rebase onto something, you've, if it's, if it's tabs, you've got to cut and drill and pin if you want to stick it onto a resin base if otherwise it's got a its own integral base which is then even worse to try and cut off if you want to put onto sort of resin scenic bases yeah uh, and frankly it's more it's expensive nowadays to buy, have metal and, well the other thing is it's harder to transport it is yeah you know we, we you and i have invested in these new um fangled hold them upright figure cases mm-hmm where you magnetise them onto a steel tray. Now, for plastics, that works brilliantly. For metal models, because they've got that extra heft to them, you need a conversely stronger magnet. Yeah. And and you have to be slightly more careful. I mean, with plastics, you can turn them all upside down. And they just yeah. stay stuck on. Yeah, because there's no inherent weight to them. No. So, and I do care. So I didn't tick the I don't care or don't know option. Yep. Um, right. Would having to assemble several parts of your miniature affect your decision to purchase them? This is usually done to make more interesting uh, poses possible. I've um, gone for not at all. I prefer this. That's what I went for. Um, I do not care about having to assemble miniatures. It gives me something to do um, mm-hmm. whilst and- I'm pretending to listen to what Mrs. Marshall is saying. Mm. Whereas I tend to assemble miniatures pretending to think about what Mrs. Marshall is wearing. Fair enough. I'm surprised your hands don't shake too much. We're back to Mr. Handy again. <laughs> um, and then we get... You see, this is... I don't even get this. They've asked us what material we prefer. Okay? Yes. And then they say, what would be our preference for the whole range? So and not only have they asked us what material, they've asked us about how whether we care about assembling them. Yeah, and then we go, which is so basically, I think they're just using it as a control question. Yeah. Um, what would your preference be for the whole range? One piece PVC soft plastic board game style miniatures. I'll tell you now, if they put them in that if they put them in that material, I wouldn't buy them. Correct. <laughs> you know, for something like Zombie Side, it's fine. Yeah. For Not for a detailed miniature high end skirmish game. No. No. So poke that up their bottom holes. Yeah. So that would if that was if that's how they were, I wouldn't buy any. 
Uh, metal miniatures in either a single piece or at most one or two extra pieces to glue on. No, we don't want metal. We've said that already. Weren't they listening? Yeah. Resin miniatures in either a single piece or at most... Don't care. I'm, can, I, I'm, can I pick more than one? No, I can only pick one. Yeah, I know. Hard plastic sprue with miniatures in multiple requires, requiring assembly. Yes. That's the one I selected. Ditto. I would take the resin miniatures in multiple parts requiring more assembly but allowing more complex poses. They just have to be careful that the resin bits are big enough. The reason being is that with the plastic miniatures, you can obviously use polystyrene cement, yeah, and um, you get a bit of wiggle time to adjust it. Yeah. With the resin pieces, generally... Typically, when you hit your gun. Yeah, and also you have to wash them first. Yes. And you don't have to wash, the, you don't have to wash hips. No, I to, mean, I... I barely wash myself. I don't want to be washing my miniatures. Yeah, and you especially don't want to be washing small parts. No, exactly. I don't want to wash myself. Yeah. a bum Well, I was going to go with the once you hoi your belly out of the way. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Um, metal miniatures in multiple parts. No! no For the never. love of God, no! Never, ever. I do not want to be getting my pin drill out and going... No. No, bad. Right, so, plastic, resin, provided the pieces are big enough. Yeah. And then, would I want hard plastic sprues of miniatures with multiple parts requiring assembly? Yes, I've just said that. Yes, for all the range. Yes. So, then, there they go. Currently, we are planning resin single-player faction starter sets with everything one player needs. So, the thing with the resin is that they don't have the high startup costs. Yeah. That they can go to, that they can do a 3D print and they can cut it and then they can go to, you know, there are various houses that produce resin miniatures and provided yeah. that they go to a good one, then they're all right. Um, so currently we are planning resin single player faction starter set. So they've so they've so they've asked us about hips, and then yeah. they've gone, we're doing but it. We're in not resin. doing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, with everything one player needs, we know this. You told us this further up. Yeah. Would you want a two-player starter set with pre-assembled, hardened PVC plastic miniatures? The miniatures in this set would already be available in the resin set. Um, and I, so you get yes, no, yeah. I'll stick with just resin single-player starter sets. No, I'd prefer a more expensive two-player set in resin, or I don't know. Now, I went with no, I'll stick with just resin single-player starter sets, because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just buy two of them. Yeah. It, I don't and care. It, and... Because it also gives, you know, you're not tied to, you think about a lot of the starter sets, it's, you, you know, you're A or B, hmm. and, you, and you see a glut of them because people don't want A or B, or they don't want A and B. Yeah. Look just, at, just Look at the yeah. Malifaux starter set. Yeah. You know. Who plays with that? It's got Guild, and it's got um, Neverborn in it, with models yeah. that you never see on the table, apart from, yeah. you know, the odd person. Yeah. Um, so no, I would rather just buy. I would just buy two sets um, yeah. because I. But then I don't care about skews, so I can see why you would want to do it from a skew point of view. Mm-hmm. But for me, don't care. And let's face it, this sort of this game, it could benefit from the video game thing. So maybe having a two a two player starter box set with cheap plastic miniatures. Um, would get you extra sales. 
Yeah, but you're not but, going to you're not going to generate any additional sales beyond that um, initial impulse buy. That impulse buy, you know, they'll pick them up, they'll play it, and it'll be like a zombie side. Mm-hmm. You certainly, I don't think you'd see any of that at any of the competitive or or tournament play scenes. People no, aren't going to use that stuff. Certainly not if the figures are also available separately, which they say they are. Yeah. Um. So that was that. And, and if you plan to modify the figures, would you like to have a sprue of alternative heads, weapons, gear, and equipment? Hell yes. Yeah. More options is good, you know. Yeah. If I, if I can and I've, have... I've put specifically for the faction because then we get more variation because we'll have one for each faction. That's right. Yep. So then, this was my favourite section gameplay. Oh, right. Yes. Right. How important is narrative gameplay to you in war games? So, these are the options. I just want to play simple battles with no story. Because I'm stupid. I'd like simple battles with some basic storyline. Because I'm a little less stupid than me mate who didn't like the, f- who wanted the first answer. I'd like a storyline to the battle with unusual objectives and cool random or planned events. I have a beard. I'd like a series of linked narrative missions with unusual objectives related to the overall plot and carryover effects to the next mission plus random or planned events. I'm a fool's daily. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a guild ball player. So I went for I'd like a series of linked narrative missions with unusual objectives related to the overall plot and carryover effects. Yeah, me too. But for a tournament game, mm-hmm. I'd still like the storyline. Yes, one. you know, with with random thing with random things happening. Yes, I concur. Otherwise, it just turns into a game of chess. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things that I think Malifaux misses out on is random stuff happening. Yes, though you could argue, I suppose, that the um, the fate deck itself gives you randomness. Yeah, but yes, so give me give me little scenario packs that have four or five linked missions that I can play through. Mm-hmm. Now, this, the next one was even better. The game will let you play against friends, assuming you have some, solo... Oh, like it's plural friends. Yeah. Solo or co-op together versus the game. <gasps> That's almost like a dungeon crawl. Oh, and you can take multiple answers. Yes. I want all of those things. <laughs> That's what I, well, apart from I don't know yet. Except for I don't know yet, because I know I want all of those things. Yes. So I went for PvP, co-op, and solo play. Yep, ditto. Um, do you like to be able to play a war game with more than two people? No, I usually prefer two-player war games. There's usually three of us. There's usually four of us. There's usually five or more. We like big games with everyone involved. That's an orgy of gaming. Um, now, I must admit, I prefer two-player war games. Yeah. I like... Well, actually, I love doubles events, but effectively you're still just a two-player war game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of... Um, how can I say this without you snorting? A three-way! See, that's what I'm trying to avoid saying. You don't like a three-way? Not with other wargamers. Oh, God, no, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, think I, turn, I think I turn that around <gasps> safely. Oh, <yeah. gasps> oh, Lord. Unless it's Jimmy. 
He's a handsome, handsome man. Um. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the the three handed scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's one for Mike. <laughs> See, did you like the way I stalled for time while I came up with that one? Oh, don't be ways come out. Come on, we got to go to the end because I need to wait now. <laughs> Are you finished? I'm, I'm nipping the end. It's fine. <laughs> I might just fill my foreskin with wee, but I'll be all fine. Oh, I'll be like a water balloon. <laughs> so I, I put I preferred two players. <laughs> Do you want to take a little break? <laughs> no, we've only got like four more questions. Yeah, but then we'll have discussion. We'll, need to... we'll have discussion <laughs> after that. You go off to the bathroom, and then we'll, and then we'll okay, come back. Just, I'll be back. <laughs> See, what should have happened is he should have t- he should have ticked the um, the other one because obviously bladder issues. That's obviously what he's got. He has some bladder problems, a little bit of laughter, and he's got no control. He need he's not doing his kegels, and. Are they called Kegels? I think they're called Kegels. Um, he's certainly not improving his pelvic floor. So, therefore, this is what happens. A little bit of laughter. He makes a mess of himself. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why I bother, to be honest. Do you, do you know why? No, I don't know why. Still, anyway. You can see, you can hear the toilet flushing. Actually, you might not be able to because I might just mute that bit out of the soundtrack, or I might keep it. Who knows? But um, here, he, here he comes. See, he's come back now. All right? Are you composed now? What? Are you composed now? Oh yes, I went to the toilet and got a grip of myself. Okay. I'm very glad it wasn't three hands, though, was it? No, just between my finger and thumb. Okay, excellent. Right. Well, I, I obviously I stopped the recording and everything. Yeah, I'm sure you said something bad. I would never say anything bad about you, darling. You know I've that. actually got to listen to this bloody one back now, haven't I? I would never say anything about you and your fiancé. Such a grass. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen anyway. No. And it's, and it's not like I would snip bits out and then email them to her. Ouch, that sounds painful. <laughs> or, or, you know post them on her Facebook wall, that would just be horrible. That would be bad. Why would I do that? You wouldn't do such a thing. Anyway, come on, let's get on with this. Well, I I wouldn't do it to the person, you know, people who didn't, you know, drop me in it uh, and stuff. Yes. But if, you know, people did that to me, then... (laughs) What sort of person would do such a thing? Right. So she'll carry on then? Yes. Okay. Right. So what did you choose for that answer? Um, I agree. Um, Two-player games tend to work better, even if it is, as you say, you've got multiple people. It, it's not necessarily two-player, two sides. Yes. You know, well, two you, opposing it, sides. Because it could be, if they've got um, co-op, you could yeah. easily have three or four players against the game. Yeah. Um, you do it in Dungeon Crawls, you do it in Zombie Side. it works exceptionally well. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see a scenario where, you know, you're playing a group of, let's take one of the factions, you're playing a group of survivors against the wasteland, and you're playing against the wasteland. That could, yeah. be quite, that could be quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but for traditional versus games, I prefer um, two players. So, yes. how long do we expect a good war game scenario to last? I don't know or I don't mind. An hour, a couple of hours, three to four hours, a whole day. A couple of hours. Yeah. A couple of hours is the perfect time. Yeah, something that you can play after tea in an evening and then still be back in time to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Yep. Yep. So we agreed. And potentially play three rounds of something in a day. Yeah. In from a tournament setting point of view. Um, so then we go. Do you imagine wanting to play with several named characters in your factional force or do you prefer just one as the leader and the rest as grunts? Ooh. So, your options. I want just one name character and grunts. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to field several name characters plus the grunts. I'd want to have a whole force of name characters or no idea. So, several named characters and the grunts seems to be the correct answer there. That certainly was my choice. Yeah. yeah. You want, you want I mean, obviously, the name characters are going to be characters that are out of the video games. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because you know you don't have to know the games. Mm-hmm. Batman Batman does it very successfully where you have um, certain named characters and then you have grunts. Yeah. Um, you know th- all those Batman sets they have goons and things in them, and you know you have Penguin and you have you might have a super goon or something. Yeah. Um, and they're based on video games, and that seems to it seems to work very well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I went for. Right? How many figures per player would you prefer the game is designed for? Ooh. Small scale skirmish, three to ten figures, individual figures with gears, abilities, no units. Warband skirmish scale, fifteen to thirty figures, some heroes, and a few units of three to six figures. Uh, mass combat scale, 50 or more figures, one or two heroes, and units are eight or more figures each. I want to have options for all three. I don't know. Well, I do know. Mm-hmm. And it's small-scale skirmish. Yeah, ditto. Don't want, to, don't want to play a warband skirmish scale where you have individual named characters and units. No. Warband skirmish scale games play work well where it's all one or the other. The reason the saga works so well is because it's all units. Yeah. Um, units are different sizes, but it's still all units. Now, there's nothing to prevent you from naming them. Mm-hmm. And indeed, saga has special characters, so you can use the named general, you know, a specific named general or whatever. Yeah. But it's not. I've got two or three special characters, and then a load of grunts. Mm-hmm. But it can work that way. You think about something like Ogam or Dragon Rampant. But you see, I would argue that Ogam is... I, w- I would argue that both of those are um, not... Well, so Ogam might, but Dragon Rampant doesn't. Dragon Rampant mm. is... Well, Dragon Rampant cheats, doesn't it? Because they're units, but you're just using an ind- you know, a single figure rather than a unit. Yes. 
Ogam it does because you have the legendaries. Yeah. Um, and I suppose it does work. But again, they're just more individual units. There's no... Yeah. There's no... Character to them, really. Yeah, it's not like they have a... You know, a a vastly more complicated stat card. Yeah. Which is what I... Which is how I would... Imbi- you know, imagine if you were playing Malifaux, mm-hmm. and you had Malifaux characters, and then things like you know, Guild Guard, for example... We're a unit. We're a unit. A cross between, almost a cross between Malifaux and the other side stuff. Yeah. And you were flipping between the two types of thing. You're either dumbing down characters or you're bringing up units to be, to be a character. It just happens to be represented by multiple figures. Yeah. Um, pick one or t'other. Um, certainly not a mass combat scale because I don't want to play games that that big. No. Um, if forty k, if forty k is if the new forty k is that big, then I'm going to not play it. <laughs> so yeah. um, there we go. Right. How often would you want the release of new scenarios or missions? Weekly, monthly, every couple of months, every three months. I wouldn't use them. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I went every three months. I've gone every couple of months. You know, give us a, just chuck us a scenario. Yeah. I mean, for those people where this could be their only or primary game for a while, I could see that you'd want a constant supply of, um, particularly if you've, if you've chosen kind of the narrative um, preference for your for your missions, you'd want to keep that coming through fairly well. But I can't see it being anyone's only game they play, unless it is one of the people that are, it'll be their first game and they've ported over from just playing video games. Yeah. And for, for the game vast majority of us, it's not going to be our only game that we want to play. Yeah, and for you and I, I mean, it will, we'll play it for a, a little while and then it will get put away and the figures will get used for something else and then yeah. we'll play yeah. again. Um, what kind of mission packs and campaigns do you want to see? PDFs of single missions, a series of linked missions for a single faction, a series of linked missions player by board, Playable by different factions, a huge campaign playable by multiple factions. I've gone for the middle linked missions played by different factions. That's what I went for as well. Just mm-hmm. give me a set. Give me a set of scenarios that links together that, that any any faction can play. Yes. Now you can give me within that. You can say if you are playing Brotherhood of, you can vary the objectives dependent on yeah. the faction. That's fine. But don't make me, don't go. This month's release is the Brotherhood of Steel, a Brotherhood of Steel campaign, and I'm going. But I don't have any Brotherhood of Steel. That's a wasted release. Yeah. Um. And then, what are the following features? Are you looking forward to using campaign rules that let you develop your leader and their crew, adding perks, gear, resources, and new units? Big tip. Yeah. Narrative campaigns that unfold a story as you play each mission. Big tick. Yeah. Because that was the best thing about the first Frostgrave expansion. The Leash Lord one. Yes. Is that there's a story that goes through the scenarios. And the scenarios previously can affect the later ones. 
It's one of the things that I really liked about that particular expansion for Frostgrave. And it's one yeah. of the things that I think... Um, things like Ogam and Dragon Rampant let themselves down with is that there is that yes they have their scenarios which are excellent but a little almost it's almost a campaign book yeah absolutely you know a 10 page pdf campaign book that goes scenario one scenario two, and has a little bit just a little bit of fluff maybe some altered victory conditions and Mm -hmm. impact of the previous game on this you know if you lost, you can take one less hero than last yeah. time. Something like that. Yeah, or the old style kind of ladder tree type campaign that Warhammer always used to have as an example. You know, you play scenario A, and depending on who wins, then scenario B will be this scenario or this one. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, smaller scale games of just a few characters. No. Not, I'm not interested in taking my faction and then just going, aha, I'll have a single solo mission for so-and-so. Yeah. Don't care. No. Um, larger scale games have lots of characters and units. Oh, don't want to be at that level. I've already no. told you. Settlement building. Growing your resources to support your crew. Now, this one I was torn on because if it ties in with the narrative campaign the campaign element yeah then yes if as it is in the video games it's a it's a thing that you can either do or not do and it has next to no effect on the game yeah you know there are people who just build the settlements they they do all they go out is get all the stuff to build fantastic contraptions that doesn't appeal to me at all no um Actually building on defending my settlement or attacking someone else's settlement? No. No. I mean, that's that's a bloody browser game, isn't it? Yeah. It is. That's a, it's a... That's Clash of Clans. Yeah. Um, Wasteland encounters that create surprises during play. Yes! Yes! Massive take. Give me a Wasteland surprise deck. Mm-hmm. You have uncovered a Radroach nest. Ah! Mm. You're being eaten by a radioactive blamange. Yeah. Or none of these. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, and that was it. So that was the survey. Yeah. Um, so our responses basically say, buy in for two mission boxes of less than 100 quid, skirmish game, a la Frostgrave, Malifaux, Guild Ball, that level of figure commitment. Yeah. Um, plastic. Um, and lots of linked narrative campaign stuff. Yeah. So, this five-minute survey took us an hour. Is that how long we've been talking? Yes. Holy moly. <laughs> Still no swears. No, but you have gone to the toilet. Yes, that's not swearing, though. You don't need to bleep that out. No, but I might it was have a to... dad wee, but that'd be the longest bleep ever. I might have to bleep the flushing of your toilet. Why? Do you really want people to hear your your toilet flushing? I could not give two f- flips. Damn! Damn! <laughs> I thought I was going to get you there. 
No. You're far too mature now to be full for my foolish things. Absolutely. Oh, I don't like. Oh, well, all right. I'm just looking at the ant soldier, and no, I don't really like them. Oh, the enclave. You're yeah. Looking at, you're looking at Brother Vinny. Just make sure. Yeah. You just make sure you're just looking at the um, the nuclear sandlot stuff, and don't go yeah, and look at his, at his slightly perverse. Well, no, more than slightly perverse. Hmm. He's an excellent sculptor. I wish he didn't do the boobs stuff. Yeah. No need. So, anyway. That. So I click submit. Thank you so much for your input. Follow us on all that stuff. No. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's an interesting questionnaire because it kind of almost feels like they there's a, there's a part of it gives the impression they don't know where they're pitching still. Yes, that that was certainly the impression that I got. They they've done all these lovely sculpts, but of course mm. they haven't actually committed to anything other than some renders. Yeah. Um, I so I suppose from that point of view, it, it's kind of smart before you commit because you can pitch to the majority. But you have to be careful because. People that will fill a questionnaire in are not necessarily the people that will part with the Wonga. Because geeks love to have their opinion heard. That's why we do this, after all. Yes. So having having an opinion is still not the same as committing to a purchase. No, it's not. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, having seen the miniatures and knowing the source material, although, as I say, I'm not the greatest fan of that style of um, video game. Um, it's post-apocalyptic. You, you know, it's great. So I'll, I'll inevitably have a go. We will inevitably play it for a couple of turn, a uh, couple of games. We will inevitably then use the toys to play something else. But if it's good, you never know. We might come back and play it again. Yes. Who can tell? Yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? Mm. Who knows? But, um, so anyway, so that was us filling in a survey. Yeah. While recording about it. Yeah. I uh, found it riveting. Anyone who doesn't is probably, um, a f idiot. There you go. Such a pain. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, gentle listener. My daughter doesn't understand why I'm friends with him either. No, she often queries it. Yes. She says that I've got to... There's going to be, like, visiting limits and stuff. Yeah. She's hoping that we have some sort of weird bromance divorce so she can have a cat. Yeah. My other child yeah. wants my other child wants us to divorce so that we get a penguin. That's slightly random. I know, but you know what she's like with penguins. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um until the next survey that we fill in. Yeah. Or um, something interesting. Yeah. Um I've been Mike. I'm going for a three-hand situation.
Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.